Praise God. <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm just calling this, uh, oh, I need help. So watch this. <clears throat> uh, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. Now, this, this sounds like preacher stuff, and I don't know what that meant. When he means glories and grace, that means something about David. You know, he, he wanted to use those words. And when you think about what David, what we first know about David is when he beat Goliath, right before he beat Goliath, I mean, that was huge. Uh, but he told him that lions and bears were no trouble. So as a young lad, can you see how the Lord got his attention? It wasn't like, well, you're just a little baby, and we're going to set you in Sunday school, and you can't have, you can't go ride your bicycle right now, and you can't do this, so you're just going to listen to me talk about God for a while. How are you going to keep a four-year-old or a five- or six-year-old's attention? Little boy, mercy. But when they find out that God will help you ride a bike, God will help you. Get, I remember one time a German shepherd was chasing me, and I thought, <laughs> I thought I'm going to get eaten. You know, I was riding my bicycle, and I knew my friends, we had to get by this one house. And we just thought that German shepherd's going to eat us up. So you can relate to getting away from uh, animals trying to get you. And anyway, notice this is what David's saying. He said, I will boast of all his kindness to me. Now remember, this is Psalm 34. You can go get it. It's in your Bible. So when you say it, he's talking about you. This is you. His kindness to me. <clears throat> Look at this. Let all who are discouraged take heart. And I'll tell you what, we can go almost throughout the day. One hour you're okay, then all of a sudden, whew, down a little bit. Because your circumstances are, you thought of something, you know. And then, whoop, you back up again, and then all of a sudden, down again. Well, he said, let all those who are discouraged do what? Take heart. Well, why? Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. Why? Verse 4. For I cried unto him, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Boy, now we're getting somewhere. Others were radiant at what he did for them. There was no downcast look of rejection. This poor man, remember he's a king, but he says, man, this poor man, he said, cried to the Lord and the Lord heard him and saved him out of, it's going to say all, saved him out of, well, out of his uh, troubles. For the angel of the Lord guards and rescues all who reverence. Now we're going to go to the book of Genesis and see some things that I just recently read this past week. And... Uh, the angel of the Lord has a job. Uh, these are just angels. Oh, number, not number, excuse me. Oh, Psalm 91 says they're under command to protect you and I. Jesus in Matthew 18 says they're staring. Your angels are looking at the face of the Father or God and they're waiting for commands. They're not like, well, we don't have to worry about Richard because Richard's on his own today. No, those angels are sitting there waiting. They know that they're supposed to help me. And they've already been given commands. Verse 8. Oh, put God to the test and see how kind he is. Can you believe that's a scripture? Look at that. The King James says, uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See for yourself the way his mercy shower down on all who trust in him. Now trust him for what? All these troubles we're having. He just got through saying he says, uh, even what Dustin was saying here, look at this right here. Even the strong, excuse me, let me back up. Uh, 
if you belong to the Lord, reverence him. For everyone who does this has everything he needs. It's really, it doesn't mean why you barely get by. It's, it's, it's plenty. Every, even strong lines sometimes get hungry. But those of us who reverence the Lord will never lack any good thing. Praise God. He said, sons and daughters, oh, uh, excuse me, oh, uh, uh, let's see, here we go, pass a little bit. He says, sons and daughters, come and listen and let me teach you the importance of trusting and fearing the Lord. Do you want a long and good life? I mean, listen to this. You mean these things are available? Yeah, they're available. Praise the Lord. Anyway, <clears throat> let's go back to the book of Genesis here. Let's see some things that, uh, oh, I mean, it's, it's like I say, when you, when, you're, when you read the Bible, you, you, you read these things and you go, hmm, why did he tell me that? Well, he told you that because these things belong to you. In Genesis chapter 12, this is where we first see, uh, and matter of fact, just prior to 12 is 11. Okay, brilliant. Chapter 11 is, the, is they just got off of the boat, basically. Well, it's a couple chapters uh, prior to that, but anyway. He wraps it up, Noah's sons, Shem's, uh, and Ham, and Shapheth, those three sons, and uh, <clears throat> all their descendants and whatever. And so Abraham is about, uh, he's about, um, I think he's, well, he's not too many generations from Noah here. So anyway, uh, Abram here is told by God, he says, leave your own country behind you and your own people and go to the land I'll guide you to. If you do, I will cause you to become a father of a great nation. I will bless you and make your name famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Now, he just says, I'm going to bless you, you know, and uh, I'm going to take care of you. Notice verse 3, I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you. The entire world will be blessed because of you. Now, <clears throat> this is in your Bible. It would be a little bit weird to know so much about him and not think this blessing belongs to you. Well, don't, you don't have to turn there, but over in the book of... Well, I guess I will. Hold on, let me just show you this. Um, because this is the reason we have all these details like this. Over in the book of Galatians, and this is New Testament, chapter 3, it's the very last verse. Look at this. He said, uh, And now that we are Christ, we are true descendants of Abraham and all God's prom excuse me, and all of God's promises to him belong to us. King James says, if you are Abraham's seed, then you're heirs according to the promise. In other words, all these promises, like he says, that's why we have these details. They're ours. So now let's go back. Now we see in Genesis that okay. Uh, I will bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And he said, I'll bless you, make your name famous. Okay, I'm going to just skip down a little bit. This is, uh, this is chapter 12. All right, give me just a moment just to scan through this. Uh, one thing, look at this. In 10 verses later, there was a terrible famine. Abraham went down to Egypt. Now, remember, he told, <laughs> Abraham told his wife, he said, which was truly his half-sister, he says, you tell them you're my sister, okay, because you are very beautiful, you know. And when the Egyptians see you, they'll say, this is his wife, let's kill him. But anyway, the story goes on that uh, Sarah did have to tell him that, oh, that's my brother. 
And because they, uh, uh, they did take her, see, notice the Egyptians, everyone spoke of her beauty. When the palace aides, aides saw her, they praised to their king Pharaoh, and she was taken into his harem. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, so uh, Pharaoh had given uh, Abram many gifts because of her, you know. But remember, uh, there's something bad going to happen because that's Abraham's wife. But he was scared that Pharaoh would kill him. Well, anyway, bad things started happening to Pharaoh, and he found out what had happened. Pharaoh says, what have you done to me? He demanded, why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why were you willing to let me marry her, saying she was your sister? Notice this, take her and be gone. He didn't say, I'm going to kill you. God protected, even though Abraham thought, I know what I'll do. We'll just lie about it. You know. And look what else happened. I, mean, I tell you what, you should look for today. What's today's the first day of June? I, I'm telling you. Oh, we're, you should look for blessings today. And Pharaoh sent them out of his country under armed escort, Abraham and his wife, and all his possessions. Okay, puts us into the 13th chapter. In the 13th chapter, uh, Abraham has got a cousin named Lot. Okay, notice this. He's very rich in silver and gold. There was so many of them, that Lot was wealthy too, and the, their servants got into it. See, fights broke out, verse 7, they broke out. Anyway, uh, Abram says, look, let's don't fight anymore. We can't afford to have a rift developing between our clans. And he says, figure out where you want to be. We're in this place. He said, and Lot goes, I'll take that pretty land over there. Well, that was basically the area where we have heard what's called Sodom and Gomorrah. It's before it went downhill. Uh, anyway, watch what the Lord says after Abraham just basically gave away the good stuff. Uh, let's, hear, that's where, let's see. Abraham stayed in the land of Canaan. Lot lived among the cities of the plain near the city of Sodom. Uh, those men were usually wicked and they sinned great against the Lord. Anyway, here we go. The Lord said to Abraham, look as far as you can see in every direction, for I'm going to give it to all your descendants. Now, wait just a minute. We've already seen in Galatians, and we have these details, that all these promises belong to you and I. This is no wonder Dustin can think real big. You know, he's the youngest man we have in here. Melody, the youngest lady, she can think real big in her life. I, even though I'm 54, and you two fellas, you know, praise the Lord, no matter how old you guys are, we have got bright futures from here on out. No matter what, just because the Lord is just simply just going to take care of us. Oh, he says, hike in all directions and, and explore the new possessions I'm going to give you. Then anyway, uh, let, that puts us in the 14th chapter. Now, in the 14th chapter, this is a world war fixing to break out. There's 10 kings. They're all fixing to fight. Twelve years they had been subject to this king, whatever. We'll call him King Chaz. Okay. Anyway, uh, they all, they're all fighting like mad. Now, let's see what happens here. Uh, okay, let's see. Here we go. Then the victors plundered Sodom and Gomorrah. They took, carried off all their wealth. Let's see how this affects you. Say today you get a bad, a bill comes in or something goes wrong in your life. Look at this. Taking with them Lot, Abram's nephew. Hmm. Psalm 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And uh, let's praise him. He'll rescue you at all times. Watch what happened. Abraham's Lot lived in, in Sodom. All he owned. Anyway, one of the men escaped and told Abram, the Hebrew who was camping among the oaks, and said, hey, your nephew's been captured. And anyway, look what happened. Abraham learned Lot was captured. He, took, uh, he called all the men in his household, 318 of them, 
and excuse me, and they chased after the retiring army as far as Dan. Three hundred going after a world war. He divided his men and attacked during the night several directions, pursuing and the army to this and that. And look at that. Recovered everything, and the loot had been taken, his relative, his relative lot and all his possessions, including the women. Abraham got him back. Now, you've heard of Melchizedek. Melchizedek comes up next. In the book of Hebrews, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Who is this guy? Well, he actually, we'll see, I think he was the mayor of, uh, let's see what it says. He returned from his strike against that king. Okay, the king of Sodom came out to meet him. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, oh, Jerusalem, who was a priest of God, the most high, the highest, into the highest heaven, brought him bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abraham with this blessing. Watch this, because this blessing's on you. The blessing of the supreme God, creator of heaven and earth, be upon you, Abram. And blessed be God who has delivered your enemies over to you. And Abraham gave Melchizedek a tenth of the loot. Uh, the king of Solomon just interjects. He says, hey, give me back my people who were captured, but you keep the booty stolen from the city. Abraham replied, I solemnly promise Jehovah, the supreme God, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread from you, lest you say Abraham is rich because of what I gave him. Well, then how's Abraham ever going to get it? He was going to say, God got it for him. All I accept is what these young men of mine have eaten. Those 300, what was it, 318? You know. Uh, but you just take the rest of it. Okay, that puts us in the, uh, so far we see God's got him out every time. That puts us in the 15th chapter. God talks to him and says, you know, Abraham, he says, don't be afraid. I will defend you and I'll give you great blessings. Abraham's 80 years old at this point. He says, let's see if he's got a, he's got a problem. He says, what good are all your blessings when I have no son? Okay, you've been good. You've been saving my life and everything. But all my wealth and everything, I don't have a son. And without a son, some other member of my household will inherit my wealth. Guess what? That was number one on Abram's heart. God, you're great. You're wonderful. But I got a problem. Today, I don't care what's going on in your life or my life. You watch what the Lord does. He will erase that problem. He'll fix it. And you'll go tell somebody about what he did. Jehovah told him, no one else will be your heir. Look how quick God gets in this. He says, you'll have a son to inherit everything you own. God brought him to the outside. He showed him the nighttime sky. And this is where he told him, he said, that uh, it's going to be incredible. If you can count the stars, that's how many, that's how many uh, uh, descendants you're going to have. Okay, uh, now, oh, there's something else I want you to see right here. Oh. Uh, no, it's not right there. It's, in the, it's, it's coming up. Oh, no, there it is. There it is. Look at, look at that. God is talking to him, and he already tells them that, his, that uh, the children of Israel are going to be under Pharaoh for 400 years as slaves. Well, that's when Moses has to bring them out. And you know what's interesting? It was 400 years to the day, the scripture says, when they got out. But anyway, let's catch this other part. Abraham, obviously not going to be around when that happens. But look what he says. Now, this affects you and I. But you will die in peace at a ripe old age. 
whew, I don't know about you, but I'm just glad about that. You know, I don't care what you're worried about. You're going to have peace. God's going to take care of it all the time. And you're not going to die today in a car wreck. Something bad's not going to get a hold of you. It's going to be, look at this, at a ripe old age. Plus, don't forget, in peace. It ain't going to sneak up on you. It's not going to sneak up on you. <clears throat> all right. Now watch what happens here. This is really neat. Okay, that's the end of the 15th. Now watch this. 16th chapter. Okay, Sarah, his wife. And they had no kids. Sarah, this happens real quick. I want you to see the, the blessing of God on all of us. Sarah had a little maid, okay? Now in America, we miss some, We quit reading our Bibles. We want our own American history to be rewritten because of the blacks or whatever. We have a problem with the word slave. And, and they'll say, well, our Constitution is invalid because they were slave owners. Well, we're going to say the Bible's invalid because Abraham... Let me tell you something. Just people, this is just what happened. Well, we missed the point when we... The Bible says we're servants of God. I mean, we're, we're His slaves. But anyway, so Sarah took her maid, that was a slave, an Egyptian girl named Hagar. Ah, we've heard this name. Watch this. And he gave her to Abraham to be his second wife. Since the Lord has given me no children, see, Sarah's thinking, I'll, I'll, help, I'll help things out. Sarah said, you may sleep with my servant girl, and her children shall be mine. Abraham agreed. Well, he got him another wife. This took place 10 years after Abram first arrived in the land of Canaan. Now watch what happens. Here comes some trouble. All right. So he slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she realized she was pregnant, she became very proud and arrogant. Well, ha, ha, ha. I can have kids and you can't. Oh, man. That made Sarah mad. Sarah said to Abraham, it's your fault. For now, this servant girl of mine despises me, though I myself gave her this privilege of being your wife. May the Lord judge between you for doing this to me. So you know how that is. This woman's blaming Abraham. It was her idea, but we won't go there. All right, watch this. You have my permission, Abraham said, to punish this girl as you see fit, Abraham replied. So Sarah beat her and she ran away. Now remember, God promised I will take care of you. Watch how, whoops, the angel of the Lord. Now remember, this woman was asking for it. Ha, ha, ha. I'm the best woman around here. You can't have kids and I can't. Watch it. The Lord found her beside the desert spring along the road to Shur. The angel, Hagar, Sarah's maid. Where have you come from and where are you going? Hagar, I'm running away from my mistress. The angel says, return to your mistress and act as you should for... Uh, well, what do we do here? Hang on. We're in 16. Hold on. Oh. Here we go. Return to your mistress. Act as you should, for I will make you a great nation. Yes, you are pregnant. Your baby will be a son, and you are to name him Ishmael. Now, we've heard of Ishmael, but did you know this? His name means God hears. Because God has heard, look at that, your woes. Now, we remember about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we also remember Abraham's other son, which was by Hagar. His name was Ishmael. And that means God hears. I don't care what trouble you are going through. This woman here thought it was over with. And she's out there crying, thinking it's gone. And God hears. Look what she, how she responds. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, this son of yours will be a wild one, a free and untamed wild ass. He'll be against everyone and everyone will feel the same toward him. But he will live near the rest of his kin. Now, matter of fact, keep reading this book uh, of Genesis. Ishmael and Isaac will bury Abraham later. They're, they're good brothers. I mean, they put up with each other, whatever. They, they will go to the funeral together, <clears throat> whatever. So he's, he's not that far off. But uh, notice God said he would, what did he say? He said, I'll make you into a great nation. And your son, he says, you're going to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. Anyway, therefore Hagar spoke of Jehovah, for it was he who appeared to me as the God who looked upon me. I mean, they just, they marked their territory and said, you know what? I'm going to remember this and watch what she does. Later, that well was named the well of the living one who sees me. Now, why was that well called that? Because I don't care what you're going through. You should remember, hey, you know what? I felt like my world was coming to a close. I thought this problem I had this week was so bad. And you know what? They named places in the Bible after their troubles. Because why? Did God not care? No. The well of the living one who sees me. It lies between, oh, well, excuse me. I left this part out. He says, the God who looked upon me for she, saw, for she thought that I saw God and lived to tell about it. Anyway, Abram, uh, I mean, Hagar, she went back uh, to, uh, to Abraham there. Now, I'll stop here in the 17th chapter, but watch this. Now, Abraham is 99 years old. God appears to him, says, I'm the almighty God. Live as you should. I'll prepare a contract between us, guaranteeing you to make you into a, a mighty nation. In fact, you will be the father of not only one nation, but a multitude. Abraham fell on his face. What's more, God told him, I'm changing your name. It's no longer Abram, and we talk about Abram. Now they switch it to Abraham, which means one was exalted father. Now his name is called Father of Nations. Some people say it's Father of Multitude. For that's what I will be. I have declared it. I have given you millions of descendants who will form many nations. Kings shall be among your descendants. And I will continue. Look at this. And I will continue this agreement between us generation after generation forever it shall be between me and your children as well now this this contract was solid blessings verse 8 says and i will uh it's a contract that will be uh i will be your god you'll be my pos uh, and the god of your posterity that means his kids that's talking about us i'll give you all the land of canaan forever now don't you look at this your part wonder how hard this is well, it's to obey its terms, you personally, and all your posterity, that means your kids, continue responsibility. Now, here it is, that every male among you shall be circumcised, okay? The foreskin of his penis shall be cut off. This will be proof that you accept this contract. Did you know that's the only thing that was put in there? Of course, we don't, that's not necessary today. But what, what matters is that this was a mark of an everlasting covenant. But see, today, we think, there's nothing in that covenant. There's nothing. I mean, there's no blessings. If I'm in trouble, I can't get out of trouble. Yes, you can. You sure can. God added, he said, regarding Sarah, her name's going to be changed to Sarah, to princess. And I'll bless her and give you a son from her. Anyway, Abraham threw himself on the ground. He's laughing. He's going, man, I'm 100 years old. You're crazy. God knew that. He says, uh, me be a father, he said in his amusement, me a hundred years old and Sarah at 90. God says, 
God said, I mean, excuse me, Abraham said to God, oh, yes, do bless Ishmael. And God says, no, that's not what I said. Sarah shall bear you a son. You're going to call him what? Laughter. Because, see, uh, they were laughing about it. But anyway, notice he says for Ishmael here. He says, all right, I will bless him also just as you have asked me to. And I will cause him to be to multiply and become a great nation. Now, we're out of time, out of time here, but I, I do want to show you. This uh, that's the 17th chapter. Here's the 18th chapter, and uh, God shows up to Abraham's house, and believe it or not, God is the Lord has a stake with him. I mean, you read it. He t- well, j- just look. Watch this. Uh, let's see. There it is, right there. Abraham says, quick, he's telling Sarah, mix up some pancakes. Use your best flour. Make enough for three of them. And he ran to the herd, selected a fat calf, and told the, the servant to hurry and butcher it. And then these cheeses and milk and roast veal, he set it before the men as they ate. Wow. And who was it? The Lord. The Lord. Now, before I stop here, this speeds up a little bit. I'm going to go down here. And that's when... Uh, they were leave these three people. And it's just referencing being the Lord. But anyway, they leave from there and they're heading to Sodom and Gomorrah. The wickedness of that city had gotten so bad and you know what's fixing to happen in that city. It's fixing to be destroyed. But if you will notice, the other two men went towards Sodom and Gomorrah, but the Lord remained with Abraham. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you kill the good with the bad alike? Excuse me, I skipped a little bit. Oh, and he says... Do you think if there were, if you find 50 good people there, will you destroy it and not spare it for their sakes? That wouldn't be right. Surely you wouldn't do such a thing to kill the godly with the wicked. Why, you would be treating God, godly and the wicked exactly the same. Surely you wouldn't do that. Should not the God of all the earth be fair? Fair. God replied, if I find 50 people there, I will spare the city. I'm trying to speed a little bit. Watch this. Notice, so he says, okay, he says, well, what if there's only 45? <laughs> he says, I won't destroy it. And he says, what if there's only 40? I won't destroy it. He says, what if there's only 30? You know? And he goes and says, well, what if there's only 20? And then Abraham goes a little further. This is the end of that chapter. He says, oh, Lord, don't be angry. Uh, What if there's only 10? And he says, I won't destroy it. The next chapter, that's the end of that one. Chapter 19. And I I would suggest you go home and read it, but you'll watch it. God knew what Abraham was after. Remember Lot and his family? Two angels in that 19th chapter go down there, and we don't know that Lot cares about anything. But Abraham did. He wanted Lot to be spared. And these two angels go in there, and they wind up rescuing Lot and his family. And I mean, the angels have to actually grab their hands and say, get out. And they take them out of the city before it's destroyed. Well, what about you and I? It's the angel of the Lord is with you and I today. And I don't care what trouble we are facing. We have God so involved protecting us. It's just, I mean, what else can we do? But like we just saw over there in in Psalm 30. Where it is? Is that it right there? Yeah. In Psalm, Psalm 35. Oh, excuse me. 34. Excuse me. I'll praise the Lord no matter what happens. Why? And I'm going to always take heart. Why? Because I cried to him and he answered me, freed me from all my fears. Father, we just thank you. By your stripes, we're healed today. If we're not feeling good, you'll fix that. Praise you. Lord, and if, if we're having trouble financially, praise God, you'll fix that too. 
What else could we name, Lord? There's not any. Is there anything too hard for you, you said? No. So, Lord, we roll every care we could ever have. Anything might be bothering us today. You'll fix that for us. Lord, that doesn't leave anything else, but you want us to tell others how great you are. So we're going to tell them what you did. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right.